0: Are you an artist and really wish that you could get paid for your talent in some way, but you really don't know what to do? Well, this episode is for all you artists out there or even other creatives that are wondering how could you possibly make a business out of something like your ability to paint or draw or do anything else creative. I think you're going to love this interview with Amy Cavallaris to hear just how she's taken her love of art and turned it into a business if you're feeling god call you to pivot life as you know it by leaving your career plans to start an online business and you're terrified of how you'd ever actually pull that off then you're a mama with a calling and this is the podcast for you here's where we'll talk about everything from choosing the right business and running it as a mom to biblical inspiration and motivation to conquer your fears because even though it's causing you some anxiety, you're also excited because you know God's calling you to it. And that means you're headed to a life with more joy, fulfillment, and purpose like you've always wanted. Hi, I'm Alexia Carrillo, fellow Mama with the Calling, and I'm passionate about helping other moms like you step into their calling and not stay stuck in their career for fear of going against the grain. I believe it's okay to pivot and follow God's calling on your life, without the guilt or shame for not doing what the world says you should do. This is the Mama with the Calling podcast, where we'll figure out how you can actually make this wild calling on your life become a reality. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Um, Today, I'm going to be interviewing Amy Cavallaris. Cavallaris, is that how you say it? That's that's correct. You got it. All right. She is an author or illustrator. I'm just going to read her bio here really quick. Um, she, her work can be spotted in Target, Anthropology, Bebe Olay, and Better Homes and Gardens, as well as in homes around the globe. She has collaborated with countless brands, including Skechers Shoes and Pampers Diapers, and served as a judge for the Miss America Foundation. Her impressionistic, bohemian style merges with her painterly whimsy. Amy and her husband live in the Midwest with their three small girls, and you can find her art at bloomprintstudios.com. And at amy calves on instagram and i'm so excited to be talking her with her today, because yes. she has this wonderful book, which is right here which they sent me a copy of which I love it's so beautiful and we'll get into that in a little bit but amy Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm just so honored to be with you today. Thank you, Alexia.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be going over Amy's whole journey because I know some of you are artists or pursuing artists or even people who want to maybe write. And so there are different things. And of course, a lot of you are moms. So Amy, let's start with talking about your journey. Like take us way back to the Mm -hmm. beginning of how you started this whole thing into doing your own business, your own journey here.
1: Well, I have to say, uh, oh my goodness, there's so, there's so much. So I'll have to kind of dial it back to see how much I can fit in this, this brief podcast, but, uh, as a child, and I will say I grew up, it just, it just saturated in the art world. I loved art. I loved music. Um, and I wrote poetry and, and drew animals and people all throughout my childhood. I was always outside. My parents had a very strict policy on no television, you know, during the day. So we had to be outside and, uh, I was always looking at how light would hit certain things and how I would sketch it. And I would write poetry and sing songs. And, um, it all was just, you know, how you kind of look at who you were as a child. And a lot of that, even up to like, I think, what is it, age seven, you're kind of who you are by age seven of what you really, truly are passionate about what you really love. So that's who I was as a kid. And in fact, my mother always had, she was very open to having me create all the time and she was an artist or she is an artist as well. So she was very, um, open to allowing me as long as I cleaned up my space and I was, you know, neat with everything she would allow me to create whenever I wanted to, but you know, as you get older, Uh, And sports come into the picture you just kind of get distracted by friendships and everything I didn't do quite as much I did a lot of sketching but I didn't. I never thought I could really make a career out of artwork because I thought gosh i'm not going to be able to make a living, how am I, how am I going to you know what am I going to major in so I ended up um, going to school for actually radio, television, and film. I was in production. I worked in Los Angeles and the whole time I was always like, Oh, I should have gone into the arts, you know, but what was, it? I could have been a graphic artist, but then I was like, Oh, I don't want to sit at a computer all day. So I just thought, and I thought maybe it would steal the joy when you have a passion. You don't necessarily always want to go into it. Cause you're like, then it'll maybe steal that joy. So everything kept leading towards the arts though. It's, it's, it's amazing how How you just kind of God sort of brings you back to what you feel like your original, you know why you were created, Um, and so I kept. uh, Doing creative things in every realm that I was working in Then I went to sales and then they started having me do some more creative video making or doing some drawings, you know it always kind of ended up going back to that. And looking back now i kind of realized oh my goodness this was kind of always on my heart so then i was in sales and i was in film production and then i was in uh, i went back for my masters because i i just still felt like i was unsettled and one day i was on a run and i uh i was just praying lord you know where do you want me uh next as the next step i'm just not i'm not feeling like this is where you have me forever and, but you gotta pay the bills, right? So I want people to know, yes, the Lord puts very specific um, giftings in your life to pursue, but sometimes you just gotta pay the bills. <laughs> so, you know, that's okay, that's okay. And I just remember uh, feeling this overwhelming sense of, of I, I need to start some kind of a uh, art school or something to teach kids art but from the perspective of creationism and not the very secular world that we see today. We see art is very secular uh, predominantly. And so I I was like, I want kids at a young age to not necessarily be, um, the art programs in the schools are awesome, but I wanted them to not necessarily be graded, but to just be able to learn about God's beauty around them. So we opened this art school, I think it was 2013. And I I worked like a crazy person for several months, for like a full year, I think it was a full year. And then um, we were expecting our first daughter, Mila. And uh, so I knew eventually I was gonna wanna kind of go out of that realm and work from home, but I didn't know what that was gonna look like. Four years later after this art school, which I will tell you, this is amazing too. I spent my knees on prayer in prayer over every one of these things, because this was such a bizarre thing. Like, oh, I want to start an art school. And I was in business. Right. So this yeah. is so weird and random. And I couldn't, first of all, believe my husband was so on board because he's very logical and I'm more of the dreamer type mm-hmm. and he, and he was like, yeah, I think you need, I think you need to do this. and. Um, and then I put it on Facebook back in the day when like Facebook was cool, you know, like, where like everybody and their grandma wasn't on Facebook or whatever, you know, no offense to the grandmas, we love our grandmas, but, but it was, it was like, just like the college kids and a couple other people were on. Uh-huh. It. And I just said, Hey, is anybody would want me to teach art classes to their kids. I'd love to do this and the outpouring was remarkable and then I had this woman who is now such a dear friend and my neighbor actually now. She reached out and she said, I have been praying for someone to teach our classes out of this rental space that I have will you use it was remarkable right amazing and I was like well shoot I guess this is the answer, Um, and so I started moving forward in that and. 4 years later fast forward we were my husband was a tennis coach so we were moving out of state and they said uh yep yeah, we're going to need you to move up here we you know don't really have a timeline so i knew i wasn't going to have my brick and mortar shop anymore so what should i do so i i just again I just prayed lord like i don't want my time to be spent for not like, I really want to be spending time with our babies. We were expecting another baby at that time. And I don't want to be pouring so much energy into something. If it's not where you want me to be, like, maybe you want me volunteering. Maybe you want me doing whatever in this new place. And I started just sharing some of my paintings on social media. And again, that was prior to like the, the excessive like algorithms that they have now. I and mean, I'm sure they had them then too, but everything really was in stuff. Like you saw it, somebody posted it and you saw it. Right. You know? And so that's when I started getting different companies reaching out saying, Hey, we'd love to collaborate with you. Or we'd love for you to design this for us. And it, and you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to over spiritualize it because I'm not saying like, Oh, if you just follow, follow the next step of where you think the Lord's leading, like everything's just going to happen in a specific way, but it just so happened that the Lord just opened doors. Cause I would, I'm telling you, Alexia, I would not have done any of this if God hadn't opened doors. It was Mm -hmm. truly just, um, just, just, open door after open door for for work for for me to to do what i'm doing today so that's when i also got a call from our publisher to say hey we'd love to give you creative license to create a book with us maybe two maybe more and so that's where i am now uh so hopefully that answers your question it's a long-winded version i'm sure but um it's been quite a journey but again you can start you don't have to be in that profession to start You know, if you're feeling like, oh, I love to create, I'm not quite sure where the Lord's leading, but he just, I think he designed us with very specific purpose. If you're feeling like that's where the Lord wants you, then look into it. I don't think it's ever too late to do that.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And I think, so how many years were you in, just real quick to help with my comment, how many years were you in your career before you did this art school thing? Oh yeah. So gosh,
1: oh, when did I graduate? Probably um, now you're making me do math. I'm an artist like, yeah. well, I mean, like, was
0: it, I mean, <laughs> no, was it like it wasn't like right probably after probably eight years? Yeah, eight like years it's a later. while. The reason yeah. I asked that is because it's a when people have these big shifts. I mean, I went my story is I went all the way through grad school and did yes. got a PhD and then did mm. work and all and then I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Amen. And it's like this this <laughs> thought of like, um, and it has nothing, I mean, I was a scientist, like it has nothing to do with what I'm doing now. Um <laughs> And so I think that's really interesting because sometimes I think we look back and think it was like the wrong path. But like you said, we need to pay bills Mm -hmm. and our journey is our journey. And and God took you down that road and and led you to something along the way. And maybe Mm -hmm. it's even just to have you go, I don't Mm -hmm. like this. Like I went this way and to have you kind of tap back into the art. Cause maybe you would have never, like you said, you you weren't really going to pursue it. So to get you there, you had to do this. And I think that it's really I don't know, it's just inspiring. And I know people say the word like over-spiritualizing, but I just don't believe that's a thing. <laughs> I because I feel I mean, I think that God really is in everything. I think that it's yes. we feel weird about saying it, but I think that when you read the Bible, when you see that, it's like, no, He really is guiding all mm-hmm. of these things.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you could have just decided, no, I'm not gonna post on so like you didn't have to pray about it and you didn't have to, to follow those those hunches that you had, right? You could have just done the logical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think doing those. I think it is inspiring, but like you said, you don't know when it's going to work out. You don't know how it's going to work out. And we often cannot predict what it's going to look like, because like you said, you're just, you had a brick and mortar, which that art school thing, that's really, that's really fun and really cool. And then to go to have something happen where it's like, okay, you're going to go online at a time when social media was Like you said, the algorithm, it's probably that it was just newer. Like, I don't know when Instagram came on the scene, but Mm -hmm. I remember back in those around 2014, 2015, I grew an Instagram account on like not intentionally. You know, it's just like, you're just posting. So people are literally seeing it's, it's more normal, like like, uh, organic. So I think that, you know, just again, the timing of that and for people to just start reaching out to you, I bet that like blew your mind. Like what people are asking you to get collaborations just by sharing, you know, the art that you have, um, like that you're posting on Instagram and stuff. So I love that.
1: It was mind blowing. It was shocking. And I will say too, to your point, every job I had have given me invaluable like invaluable skills to use now. Cause we're always like, Oh, I'm so, I hate what I'm doing. Or I just, you know, I'm just feeling so unfulfilled or I'm don't like I, my sales job or, you know, marketing helped me and to be able to even market or, you know, so, so much of what I'm doing today, I, I gained skills in each one of those positions. I worked at a church for a while. And then, um, so, you know, the actually that whole concept is where the, bloom Prince studio where, where it came from, that whole concept of blooming where you're planted. Um, God so specifically has you at exactly where you need to be. And he just hasn't maybe revealed that next step yet. And that, that patience. Um, so I totally agree. And I will say too, like, I didn't even start, I didn't even start painting professionally until, until probably five years ago. I mean, you know, it was like, okay, I, I was teaching like color paint by number type of stuff to kids. And I was teaching them the basics, but I didn't like paint. Like I wasn't a painter. I was a sketcher. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, well, I'm going to start when we moved, I was like, I'm gonna start painting. And then I'm going to actually, um, share some of those paintings online because I had the background, but I had never really paint. I was, didn't ever consider myself a painter. Mm -hmm. So again, like if you're feeling you'd never know what God's going to do, it's not like I've been and people that have studied their craft for so many years i am always in awe of these people that have such incredible skill i sometimes feel almost insecure because i haven't been painting for that long but um but i've had an art background for so long so i just want to again i want to say that for sure if you're if you're feeling like the lord is calling you and you're spending time in prayer and re- especially reading the scriptures and, and seeing where you feel like you need to be um that is it's remarkable to see what the lord can do with with just when you say yes to his to his plan. So mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, you said some things there that I was thinking like, number one, sharing your art online, especially mm-hmm. if you don't feel like you're trained in something. I feel like that is mm-hmm. so like makes you want to vomit, you know, like, 100%. oh, my gosh, like I, it's very vulnerable. Yeah. And to really um, to be creative, I think, takes a certain level of almost confidence. And it's like you I tried to do Etsy because in my mind, I can do art, <laughs> but I, I can't. Um, and so I remember I just tried, was trying to make like jewelry. Mm -hmm. And this was like back in 2014, I guess. And I remember (laughs) trying to do it and I was so like scared to put Mm -hmm. up the, like, I have to first of all, decide what I'm going to create, create the thing and then boldly just put it out there online and hope people love it too. And if they don't, Mm -hmm. you know, it just felt like such a vulnerable process. So I think that just believing that you have this gift and that whatever God puts on your heart to paint and do, um, that it's, it's okay. And like being unique is just very challenging to kind of go against and not copy necessarily people. You can get inspiration and things, but I think that's a bold thing anyway, for, for an artist in the first place.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was actually really intimidating. It was my husband just saying, like just do it you know and and for me as an artist and i'm sure you would agree too was like well i just don't think it's finished yet like i don't you know or maybe i you know a lot of times i wouldn't even show my face on social media because i was that embarrassed or that you know but i just felt like oh, i just felt this pulling this tugging to start sharing and it always feels weird because you know i was raised like don't talk about yourself don't glorify yourself you want to be humble and i 100 percent agree with that um, but there's a difference nowadays with how sh- sharing your work online, which years ago you just went to the local shop and you bought whatever, and you didn't really know the person selling the items, you know, or making the art or that kind of thing. So um, yeah, so it's it's a it's a fine line and it's a balance. But you do, it, I totally agree. It's an, it's super intimidating um, when you start sharing something, especially if you're not even that sure how you feel about it.
0: <laughs> right, and like you said, I mean that is that is something with an online business that I think is really it feels really weird especially when you're doing your own business is to you got to be the marketing but you're kind of talking about yourself over and over and so it feels like it clashes a right. lot but it's like if you had a a bakery you wouldn't mind talking about the bakery and the sale and mm-hmm. the cakes you made but when it's about yourself it mm-hmm. feels so weird to constantly be talking about like i can help you with this or look at what i did mm-hmm. and i think that we have to like change our mindset around that and really like when you're an entrepreneur by yourself like that it's like you and the business are kind of one and the same and real, but it can also be a slippery slope where you're like, look how awesome I am. You know, like it just, you just have to constantly be aware and be listening to the, to the Lord on, on that mm-hmm. kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said something about like bloom where you're planted. I love that. That's the reason that it's called that. And I do, I agree that every phase that you're in, no matter where you are in your journey, something is preparing you for something. And I often say that, that, you know, I talk about the story of Moses a lot because Moses like ultimately ended up leading God's people for the rest of his life but it's mm-hmm. like everything that happened to him led him to be the person that was perfect for that job mm-hmm. when he was a shepherd he was like I'm just a shepherd like, mm-hmm. he didn't you know he wasn't thinking like this is gonna be because I'm gonna lead people one day like his mm-hmm. father-in-law was literally a leader of people and mm-hmm. then he had grown up in Egypt you know all of these things came together but you mm-hmm. don't necessarily see the steps or what it's going to be used for down, down the line. So when we're having this unsettling feeling, like you were saying, it's like praying about it and really just looking, realizing, recognizing how God's prepared you for something all along, that nothing was in vain that you went through. Mm.
1: Yeah. I love that. I think, you know, even Moses, when he talks to Jethro, Jethro's like, well, not only you're going to, you're a leader and not only that, but you're going to need a team to help you. And he, and it's time to appoint a team to help you. And yeah so i think taking that wisdom from people around you and again like you said like really looking at the scriptures and what god's word gives us um that for me has always given me clarity scriptures first and i will say i'm not always the best at going to prayer first you know i want to talk to everybody around me and ask their opinion uh but god's word is literally him speaking that is his word so he's gonna he'll give you the answer if you pray on it and if you really spend time in scripture first
0: yeah, for sure. Okay. So I want to pivot a little bit. So one of the other things I wanted to talk about was how you manage to do all of these things. So you're a mm-hmm. mom of how many kids do you have?
1: Three girls, three little Three girls.
0: girls. Yeah, yeah. And so you're doing this full time. Like this is your job. Like talk mm-hmm. a little bit about how you kind of fit everything in, how you find time to balance it all and get all the things done.
1: Okay. That's a great question. I will say it's changed over time. So when my littles were really, really little, I have two, four, and seven. So they're still little, but they're not like newborns. When they are really, really little, it was like nap time, baby. Like I was, you know, when I had a, a a newborn and a two-year-old, it was like I just hit like struck while the, you know, iron was hot while they were sleeping. And I would work at night. And that was when I was really uh more starting to get everything up online and really pursuing that. So everything has been different. I worked like crazy when they were napping and then at nighttime, cause they go to bed like six you know, or seven, mm-hmm. they were, they go to bed early. So that at that point, um, I know we always look at people's stories and we're like, how do they do it? Well, I think it changes as the seasons go. So with them being so tiny, and my husband was traveling the world really as a coach, he was always gone. I had to just be really organized when they were tiny, uh, as they got older. Um, I would say it's, it's been interesting. My everything's shifted a little bit where I'm not, I don't have to work quite as hard getting everything up and running. Like I did when they were Mm -hmm. teeny tiny and they have always, and I really don't say this, um, just because it's like a tickling ear thing. Like I really, they are my, my number one priority. So, uh, I want to make sure first and foremost that I'm spending They're like my most precious work and more most important work. So I want to make sure even if i've got like deadlines that they are getting my priority first um and then as time's gone on i've had to get babysitters and i've had to had some help um and i work really hard in the winter i'm in wisconsin so it's really cold here so i get a lot done in the winter when we're all hunkered down at home um and so just prioritizing time now that i have girls now in school i can really just as soon as I drop them off, get home, get as much done as I can. And I really have a schedule. Like I literally even have like an hour, like I'm in my office from this time or I'm in my studio from this time to this time, just so that people know, like, you know, I really can't, I can't get together just to go out or whatever. I just have to be strict with my schedule. Otherwise um, everything can get away from me or I won't meet deadlines. So it's really changed as time has gone on. Uh, in my husband's home a lot more now than he used to be uh years ago so i it's i you know i don't know how, i honestly don't really know other than just being organized and just uh when knowing when i have time i've gotten a really a lot better though the last two years since covid of actually finding time in the day to even just take a half hour and just lie down i mean i know that sounds silly but because i've got so many, i've got three little And I'm, I'm working so hard, I get more tired now and I'm getting older, (laughs) so I'm like, okay, I really do need to rest a little bit. Uh, so just even finding time to rest, just even if it's 10 minutes, just take time out where I can just read a book that I want to read or listen to a sermon or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that answers your question. I don't have like a really specific, perfect answer, but it's just really changed. I don't find that I have to work as hard as I used to, because when you're starting a business, you really work hard. It's all, it's like, you know, there's just different times and different seasons. And then after your business is up and running, you can kind of work around, you know, make Mm -hmm. your schedule work a little bit better. And I will say too, I work so hard in the winter and the fall that I always take a good chunk of summer and we just Mm -hmm. enjoy because we don't, we don't have warm weather for very long. So we try to enjoy it as as we can.
0: No, I think there's no perfect answer. And I think I said the word balance, but it's just whatever it, whatever it is for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, if you, if you really value being with your kids, then that's, you give them that time that you believe, you know, whatever feels right for you. Because mm-hmm. I think when I first started working from home and I've heard other like clients of mine say this too, that they feel a lot of mom guilt about not spending as much time with their kids when mm-hmm. they're trying to do this. But at the same time, that guilt normally comes from, like outside of them, it's not, it's like, they feel like they should spend more time with their kids, but they are actually okay with the amount of time they're spending with their kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just looking for that, that balance, like you said, getting babysitters or putting them in a little mom's day out or something Mm -hmm. to create that where you can do kind of all the things that you want to do. And like you said, maybe it's not that staying up late past six, but it's like finding those points in your day to be able to do all of that. And with your art, do you do art with their, when they're around or does it just like, they get in the mess or is that like, not even like a feasible thing for them to.
1: Oh yeah. They get in, they get in on it. Well, my two-year-old, I actually don't let her in <laughs> unless like, unless it's like structured, uh, if I'm working on on a piece, I don't, my girls actually have a table that they can come in and paint on, uh, our little, our two year old, like there have been times when get it, she'll just get paint all over herself. Um, but I do have, I certainly have scheduled time where I'll let her come in and, and do some work. But usually when the girls, when she's napping, I'll let the girls come in and, um, they're, I mean, they really inspire me. And I think it's just great for them to have a space to create. I think we're making just as many memories when I'm working. And, you know, if I have a space set up for them, I just think it's really good for them to see their parents working towards something, um, Mm -hmm. and, and that work ethic and working hard. Like you said, the balance, I don't want to be obsessive, but I also, um, I want them to know my priority is them, but I also think it's really good for God. You know, God tells us to, to work with our hands. We should be, um, it's whatever you do, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your heart, you know? So I think it's really good for our kids to go to a sitter and see, you know, it's healthy for them to be apart from us as much as I actually hate leaving them. I hate leaving them, but it's healthy for them and healthy for you to have a little bit of that time to just refresh and get your work done. And um, again, as long as there's a nice balance, like you said, I totally agree with you. We have the girls in the studio and they'll work with me. And I just think it's good for them to see um, working towards a goal and setting, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think sometimes we, I know I've done this where I would like have all this mom guilt of like, I put him in a mom's day out for it's like four hours a day or something. And I'm like, <laughs> when he's 10, he's not gonna remember that one day a week that you put me in. Like, no, he's gonna still they're gonna still remember the memories with you, whatever they were. And they yeah. still have memories from that other thing, even though they might, you know, not want to go. So it's like, yeah, it's really <laughs> good for them to see you working on something, mm-hmm. paying bills and not being like, Well, I just want to sit here with you all day. So we're not gonna pay bills, <laughs> we're not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the situation. So I think that's really, really um. It's really good. I just wanted to know, I just wanted to know how that was because I know that a lot of people listening have little ones or you know, they're not really sure how to balance. So I always like to ask people that sure. question.
1: No, I was so. just gonna say, I want to make sure though that any moms listening, if you are a stay-at-home mom and you know, like God may just have you right there for now. And I think that is the most important job we can ever have. Mm-hmm. We get to bring life into this world. That is a treasure. So if you're feeling like, oh, I really maybe the timing's not right make sure that you don't, that is, that's also a lie too. that we're not enough if we're a stay-at-home mom too. So I want to make sure moms also know that is the most important work you'll ever do. So please don't discount that. You're so, that is so important. and special. Mm -hmm. So sorry, I wanted to put that in there. No, no, no,
0: you're right. And I think that sometimes, especially if we had a career and then we choose to come home, it can feel Mm -hmm. like I'm not doing enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not making enough. Like I was making Mm -hmm. this money and now I'm making no money. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot And I talk about this on the podcast too, in different episodes, but just about detaching our worth from our income Mm. and, um, and from our job even. And it's like, that's not, that's not how we need to measure our value in the world. And like you said, it's raising your kids and all. Now, obviously there's a point where if you're not making income, doesn't like, you can't pay bills together with your, with your husband's income, then you gotta do something, but it could just be something different. And it can also be like, while you're at home like you said, every season is purposeful. So Mm -hmm. it can be learning patience. It can be learning organization. It can Mm -hmm. be, you know, maybe you realize with your kids that you, I don't know, like that's where you dabble into art because they're doing crafts or whatever. Like you just Mm -hmm. never know. Mm -hmm. But if you're always looking for what you're not doing and got a grumbling about what you are doing, you miss Mm -hmm. the moments. I mean, I went through that where I was getting very like, almost like short tempered with my son, because I'm like, ugh. I have to stay here with him all day, but I have all this stuff I want to do. And it was like, God was like, but I'm calling you to be a a mom. And like, if that's your job, if your job is mom, Mm -hmm. how does that change the way you see things? And I was like, oh if my job is mom playing is part of my job. If my job is mom, then going outside and going around the yard, looking at butterflies is part of my job. It's not me wasting time. It's not because I was so used to the hustle life of my nine to five career that I just couldn't like slowing down like that to just play or to just watch Mickey Mouse or whatever was (laughs) felt like I was just wasting time away. And I was so agitated by that until I realized this, that no, this is my job. And I couldn't understand because I was like, I thought I wanted to be home with him to be with him. And I'm like aggravated about having to sit here at the same, you know, I don't know what I thought it was supposed to be, but when I finally made that shift, that being a mom is my job Mm -hmm. that, you know, shifted everything for what I focus on. Um, but yeah, we have multiple callings. I mean, an entrepreneur, uh, you know, a mom, a, a whatever, a wife. All of these things are important, and we have to find time for all mm-hmm. of them. So I wanted to talk about. So I love this book, and what's the story? So it's called "Good Morning, Little One." I think it's so beautiful like your art in this it's just so pretty I was showing my son he's six and I was like look she painted this and he was like this is so pretty so um can you tell me a little bit about the background of this was it something about COVID right like that you were telling your girls, like, tell me that story, how you got the book. Yeah.
1: Well, it was so disappointing of 2020, everything shut down for our last book. Good night, my darling dear. And we were supposed to travel, to like eight different places around the country. And I just remember feeling like, Oh, this is such a bummer. Everybody has their story of just what a bummer that time was. But, um, but there was such a silver lining of being with our family and being, spending so much time with them. Mm -hmm. And so it was interesting how, even while we were so disappointed about, that not happening god was already writing this story so even in that even in the ashes of that garbage god was already writing something totally new and special and what happened was uh you know everybody was home so like my three-year-old at the time she was extremely discerning which was amazing she's very very intuitive with uh, it's it's unbelievable with her anyway she was three and she kept asking me randomly throughout the day or just Anytime she'd be playing with her sisters or she'd be like running around the house and she'd stop and she'd just she'd ask me if God was carrying us. And I was like, that is really profound. Like, how why what's making you think about this? Are we, you know, we're trying to keep life pretty normal right now. So maybe we're not doing a good job because you're obviously wondering if God God got me. (laughs) (laughs) And so then I thought, my goodness, um, if 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 our little three-year-old is wondering this. I wonder if a bunch of little three-year-olds, four, five, 10 six, 10-year-olds are wondering that around the world. And I was so excited to have the opportunity to share all of the scriptures. Isaiah 46, four, you know, I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and rescue you. Uh, Isaiah forty-one ten talks about how he's going to uphold us with his righteous right hand. Just how confirming that is. Uh, it's in the Psalms, Deuteronomy, Exodus. It's all throughout the scriptures of God. Taking us and carrying us. He's going to carry us like the lamb that he goes. When he leaves the 99 and takes, Mm -hmm. you know, the one he's carrying us. Yes. He's carrying us. And so we got to go through all those scriptures and it was, and in my day to day life, where can I see him? Where can I find him? We were going on so many nature walks at the time because we couldn't really go to a lot of stuff. Nothing was really happening, you know? So we started just looking for God in nature. Let's look at, let's look at the scriptures and see where we can find maybe like, there's so many different scriptures that talk to God's creation. Mm -hmm. And so then we would Mm -hmm. find those. So then what we did is we combined the God carrying us concept. With these sweet little critters just because i thought you know we always think animals are such a fun way for kids to relate to a book they just love sweet little animals and then i thought well then why don't we also hide the scripture verses on the pages because mm-hmm. then it's an opportunity for the kids to interact and find god in nature on each page which is just as we were doing we are finding god in nature like the example i usually give is uh like psalm 91 how we're protected under his wings and so when you find a feather every time you see a feather you can remember you are protected under yeah. god's wings you know uh so that's just sort of how it started and it, i i remember getting off the phone with my publisher one day we were talking about all these different ideas of hope and perseverance and what should we choose maya comes in asks me is god carrying us again and i'm like well shoot that should have been my answer all along how did i not it so then i called my publisher back and i was like okay i think i got it can we do is god caring us or something along the lines and she's like i love that let's do it as a like as a sequel to the good night book let's make it yeah. a good morning book and this is a way we can affirm children you know if your kiddos have anxiety in the morning they're feeling overwhelmed it's a great way to read scripture over them do it like as a devotional and then they can just kind of receive that information and start their day off with just these positive affirmations from straight from scripture." we better,
0: right? Yeah. yeah, no, I love that, and I did notice that the the scripture was hidden in the in the pages, and I was like, this is so neat, you gotta, like, kind of find it. No, I think that's really good, because, I mean, my son, I guess he was four and five during that time, something like that, and he <laughs> was, I guess he was turned four in 2020, so, but mm-hmm. our man, he kept asking me, like, why did God allow the virus, or mm-hmm. why, did, you know, why can't we go places, or, or things like that, and so there were, even with little kids, just these big questions of, are we okay? And what's happening and why is this happening? And, um, you know, this dumb virus and, and, you know, those are complicated conversations to have that I didn't always have answers for, but yeah, just like Mm -hmm. teaching, but I was like, but you're protected. And I would often quote the verse about like, you know, the plagues can get everybody around you kind of a thing, but you know, you're okay. Like God has you. So I just love that. I love that story.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, I know we had the exact same conversations, and it was just it was an interesting way that even I'm sure in the gospel message where it was like, okay, this is happening, but guess what? The world is not how it ought to be since the be since since they ate of the fruit, which is what any man or woman would have done, because we are born with a sin nature, you know, and apart from Christ, we we can't we don't have anything. We need Jesus because we are born in a certain way and the world. Is not how God intended it to be. So it was like a really actually using something dark and really difficult to say, well, that's you know, this bad stuff is happening because this is sin. This is a this is not this is a sin problem. It all stems back to Genesis, you know. So it was an interesting way to even say this is why we need Jesus, because our world is not as it ought to be. And this is a problem of just darkness and you know, anything that's bad that happens mm-hmm. is not a part of God. It's a part of, you know the sin nature that we're born into because, um, because the world is not how it's supposed to be. So it's always, it was an interesting how God used that. He was able to usher in that conversation of why we need Jesus so much, you
0: mm-hmm. know? Yeah, no, I love that. And I also think it's interesting because you said that when you started your art school, you had the thought of teaching kids art for a create like a creationist, you know, to appreciate creation. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing you never saw it coming to do this, but Uh I think that's really interesting because I think about like your gift in art and just creating beauty and like God's a creator. And then Mm -hmm. one of the things I do with my son is we go on nature walks all the time and yes 2020 was full of more of those. And I think there's just something about and i've always been like this myself i grew up in the mountains of east tennessee in the appalachian mountains so i would just kind Mm. of explore Uh, and there's something about the beauty of nature and just connecting where i'm just sort of astounded by like god made this and i just feel like in some i look at everything that's made and i do this to my son i'm like look that bird is like way up high in that tree Mm. do you think it's scared no because god made it with wings and you know i talk Mm. about these things but just there's And the Bible like you said, is is covered in, in, in scripture about creation and about how it just shouts his name. And I just think that that's just such a great, I don't know, just like that story of taking your art, like you loving nature, loving art, teaching kids and it leading to using that to bring them back to God. Like, Mm. I don't know. I just love that, that whole story there. Well,
1: I You know, it's amazing. I I was just listening to Ken, Ken, Ken Ham, I think, or Ken Ham. Are you familiar? He created the Ark encounter in Kentucky Oh yeah, and I just, I was thinking of, um, he was talking about just, um, you know, how important it is for our kids to see creation and to understand from a biblical perspective, you know, like Psalm 19 says, the heavens declare the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's written everywhere we look and he was just talking about how important it is to bring your kids um so they can actually see from a biblical perspective actually even how history how we have learned in schools how history is and then learning it from a biblical perspective yeah. it's so critical and so i'm we're really hoping to go there this summer and not that i'm trying to plug plug the <laughs> Ark encounter but it's just like i was i remember thinking gosh like this is so cool this is so so much a part of like what we're doing in this book the same kind of thing, yeah. just like look for like look for like just as we can look for Jesus throughout the Old Testament, you know, like he's everywhere he shows up and, his, and prophecy is all throughout the Old Testament into the New Testament. The same thing as with God, we can see Jesus, even in creation, we can see God, like God's creation. It all goes back to Genesis when we were when we were create everything was created um, and so important to teach our kiddos. Um, you know, this is, this is where we came from. And even from an apologetic standpoint, so that down the road, they can say, well, this is why I believe what I believe, because right. I know God to yeah. be true, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think like this Jesus storybook Bible, I think that, you know, mm. it talks about like, Jesus is all throughout throughout the Old Testament. And it's so interesting because I mm. picked that book up just to read my son different. We had read through like whatever version of the Bible we were like kids Bible. And I kept yeah. looking for new ones and I grabbed that one. And yeah. as I'm reading it, I'm like, wow, like I never thought about that. that and good? same thing with like, with like your book, it's like, I, you know, I'm just super critical, I guess, an analytic, not critical, but analytical and just like thinking yeah. like, why is that in there? And oh, that's so true. And so like, even as parents, I think it's, it's yeah, sure. It's written for kids, but the parents are going to read it. And so Mm -hmm. like some of the most profound things that I've learned, like spiritually have been through reading children's books and Bibles Mm -hmm. to my son, because I'm thinking, how can I explain this to him? And I'm like, well, I'm just now understanding it in this like Mm -hmm. super simplified and it doesn't have to be complicated, but sometimes the Bible feels complicated because it's, Mm -hmm. you know, the big book with all these big concepts and thousands of years. And it's like when it's broken down in these simplified ways, we just see the simplicity of mm-hmm. like the peace and the love and just all of it. and it's just like, oh, like there it mm-hmm. is. like it's just yeah. right there. So I think that it does it help it speaks to the parents too, and you don't even intend it that way,
1: yeah. I, I we've been praying honestly, we we pray at the dinner table at night. Lord help this book to not just you know speak to the heart of little ones, but also to the parents because, the parents need to also hear we haven't been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love, you know, we live in really weird times and we need to remember what, you know what, what God says in his word that he's going to protect us, and we can find him everywhere we look every day and he's going to give us reassurance. Um So I, I totally, I totally agree with you, I think we need to train our children up just like scripture says so that they know it long term and uh and yeah i think parents can hopefully glean something just as much as kiddos can from these books and i will say too it sounds silly but i did a i do a lot of research even in little children's books because i want to make sure that if i am going to be putting anything out there from a space perspective that i'm not it's not just conjecture like i'm not just well this might be what it is like i want to make sure that historically we know these you know, that we're using truth from what we know historically to be true, not just because I feel like maybe this is what God meant by this scripture. Like we want to make sure it's really, you know, sound doctrine. So, uh, even in little children's books, we try to be, and I think it's good what you said, it's good to be analytical and to say, is this really what this means? Because we want to get God's word, right. We want to make sure that we're being as simple as it can be. We want to still make sure we're, we're not looking at it like the 2022 perspective but as what God meant, even when, you know, when it was received by the early church and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so your book can be found like basically everywhere, right? Amazon, okay. all the places.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, good morning. Little one is, is right now. You can get it at Target, Walmart, Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, Altered State. Actually, we love Altered State. If you're familiar, it's the sweetest, be- most beautiful shop. And they actually have our first book, good night, my darling dear. And they have a um, good morning, little one. They don't have too many books there. So you should be able to find it if you're, if yeah. you have an office state nearby. And I don't know when it's going to drop into Costco, but we just got word that Costco will be having it as well. So if you're a big Costco shopper and you like to get all your bulk, make sure to pick up good morning, little one, as you're walking through, grabbing your delicious, you know, homemade pies or whatever you're getting. <laughs> uh, so, but they're really, fun. it's a really great book. For any time of year but with easter coming it's just with the bunnies and the lambs it's just a sweet little way to you know have a nice devotional in the morning with your kiddos around easter time or even for easter baskets
0: that is great that's a great point all right well thank you so much um i've enjoyed talking to you and i'm sure people are going to be inspired by your story and definitely going to get the book uh, because it's great for our little ones and even as a gift so thank you so much for being here and um i'll chat with you later Okay, sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mama with the Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.